Kid XAB, and once again, I'm here at Golden Arc Studio with my main man, Distinguish. Listen, he he gonna come on in a second, but listen, <laughs> motherfuckers, if you want to get some really good sound quality, you need to come to Golden Arc Studio. I don't know what y'all waiting for. If y'all waiting, I know Flo said he got some requests already based off of dad hats and bow ties, but I'm just saying you need more. We we want y'all in here because I want y'all I want y'all to get the quality of sound that I get and my quality is I don't give a fuck what nobody say is dope as fuck I need y'all to get that so come to the studio is nice is dope in here you get a nice cool vibe and you get someone who actually cares about your music actually making sense and actually sounding good not one of the motherfuckers that's just gonna be like yeah mm, it's good it's good and then you come out and your take sound like trash. I used to record on Jamaica Avenue. I ain't going to say my man name. And he just used to push a button. He ain't tell you if you was hot, whack. He just used to be like, you ready? All right. You could have <laughs> sound like you was fucking recording in some ass cheeks. That nigga be like, yo, that shit is crack, son. That shit is the Touch It remix. Buster Rhymes going to love this shit. Like, nigga. Like, bring it, babe. <laughs> Y'all gotta come to 4205 Clarendon Road 1, Brooklyn, New York, 11203, and holla at my man D Flow and the Golden Art crew, man. Y'all gotta get y'all sound together, man. Get y'all sound together and stop sounding like ashtrays. And ashtrays don't even make noise, nigga. So get yo, get y'all shit together, man. X tell these niggas. Man, listen, man. listen. Uh. If you wanna do so, you need to call 347-420-3379. Or email at Golden Arc Recordings at gmail.com. And don't forget, it's with a K, not a C. So that's A R K. Yo, and the K is just because D Flow's radical, man. He know that. And his son. Shout out to Lil DJ. Yeah, it's not illiterate stuff going on here. He actually <laughs> he did that on purpose, y'all. So recording, mixing, mastering, production. Come here, get your life. Now let's start the show. Ow! All right, so we are back just in time for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm trying to eat a lot. No turkey, though. I don't eat beef or meat no more, so I'm going to leave that to you So y'all. what are you going to eat? I'm going to just eat ass. <laughs> Yo. Somebody. Yo, we got to turn your mic off early, bro. And we sharing this mic, so. All right, what the fuck are you doing, my nigga? What the Yo, so we back. I had to examine it. We back just in time for for, for Thanksgiving. Nike, just do it. We are, we are, this guy, we a day early. Um, so we recorded on a Wednesday. 
Um, and y'all will get this episode on a Saturday. Nice. When, y'all not doing nothing on Saturday, so the plays better be crazy on that day. Uh, that's, that's all I've got to say. But um, <laughs> fuck it, we here. Um, and D, this has been a crazy-ass week. Bro. It has been a crazy week, bro. Yo, some people, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> I was worried at first because I was like, yo, we got to record a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure if we were going to have enough... Uh, what uh, information or or topics right. to go over? But, but the world fucked up on purpose. Yo, we love y'all. Keep fucking up for us. <laughs> Yo, get these. But for up. real, it's bad shit in like a week. I'm like, goddamn. So, yeah, man. What what you want to do first? Well, honestly, I want to fucking get into this. Who do you call? Uh, so. Normally, when we do our icebreakers, we come up with some, you know, some random weird shit like, a, oh, man, or oh, who do you man. call when you're getting your ass beat? But we got the <laughs> big mama edition because we know a few of y'all about to roast these turkeys, get the stuffing, and people about to get this, you know, uh, peas, uh, lettuce, tomato, chitlins, all that going down. <laughs> you name <bro>. it! <laughs> Yo, you we, name we it! We love her, man. We, we love her. Somebody got to get on a campaign and create some shirts so we could get some. All right, so <laughs> this is who do you call Big Mama edition? Nice. So who are you gonna call in terms of uh, Big Mama from one of our favorite black movies? Right, right. To cook Thanksgiving, if you had to pick one Big Mama to cook Thanksgiving, who's it gonna be? Mm. Well, I love her, and X just actually recently seen a movie that she was in. But I'm gonna get Monique Round Table ass. I'm gonna get her. <laughs> I'm gonna get that mahogany brown ass to cook me some food. All I'm saying is her <laughs> food was ass in that movie, bro. <laughs> Everybody hated her shit. Damn. <laughs> well, I'm gonna still want her ass to cook me some well, round you, ass food. You said you're not eating the food. You just eating ass that day. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it works out. You know what I mean? I don't need no fork, no knife. I just need a tongue as sharp as fuck. So trust me. This shit cuts through credit cards. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, stick it. Sticking with that movie, Almost Christmas, right. um, I'm actually going to stick with the big mama that actually could cook. Who that? So that was Grace Myers in the movie. That, okay. Her, well, her name was Grace Myers. Okay. I forget the actress's name. It, okay. It's, it's irrelevant at this point. Right, but. right. <laughs> Shout out to Wikipedia. Y'all did a shitty job putting her there. He, her, we, her, we went to the cast, and we did not see her. Like, we know she dead, but she dead on Wikipedia too? Fuck. Yeah, they had a... You know, she wasn't in the movie. Damn, you, you kind of spoiling I hope niggas saw it already. But, um... Yeah, you know, they, they ain't really... It was hard trying to find her. Listen, niggas' lives are spoiled. It's all good. All right, so <laughs> since this is uh, the holiday edition, I think we should do one more icebreaker. Okay. So how do you ruin a date using just four words? I seen that meme. That shit was kind of hilarious, so uh, I said, fuck it, let's do it. Well, normally, well, the holidays is coming up, so four words, please invite Christopher Columbus. Damn. <laughs> so mine is... Uh, Gonna suck this dick? Wow. All right. Uh, all right. Well, we got ass and all right. Cool. Well, yeah. I, I think that'll 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 ruin a date right. pretty quick. That pretty, pretty quick. Are you gonna suck this dick? That's five. <laughs> right. So I gotta take the R you off it. Well, well six. She'll hold that. Gonna she, suck she, this dick. You finna suck this dick? <laughs> <laughs> finna suck this dick? She's taking the, those those the rest of those letters in the tongue. It's, it's in the back of the tongue right now. It's in the back of the. <laughs> and the other one was uh, we fucking or not? Wow. Just just straight off rip. Wow. Now, some of these girls <laughs> out here, they might like that shit. They might. They might be out here like, yo, you my guy. You know who you are. My guy. I want you to crack my shit, my guy. I'm pouring this water for you, baby. <laughs> this, this is you coming. And I know, I know some of y'all know these girls that are out there like that. But um, listen, it's the holidays. So you need to get yourself, you get yourself a wholesome girl that you could bring home to mama. 
Well, if it's the holidays, then we just got to take, you know, lit off and just, you know, holidays. You know, it's the holidays, you know what I mean? Come through, you know what I mean? While we eating some turkey, you could be my strike. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying? Just bowl straight through. Whole turkey, baby. Bong! <laughs> these poetic niggas, man. I can't. Uh, all right, so let's get into these topics, bro. It's been a crazy week. Big Sean. Yeah. I love you, bro. Shout out to all the things that you were doing uh, when you released uh, Dark Sky Paradise. Uh, that was the uh, uh, number one album in the country. Um, love those singles that you got on there. It was a very different type of Big Sean. Still got the bars, but you honed in, and now we know you really here in the motherfucking game. Can you explain why you always got a record on every fucking album about some chick that you dated, nigga? Oh, snap. What's good with you, bro? Fuck! Yeah, so uh, that, that last track with no interviews... Talking Listen, about his ex? Bruh. But she started it. She, How? I don't even know. I didn't yeah, even know she so started it. Okay. I was looking it up, and apparently she... Uh, I don't know the chick's name. I forgot her name. It's kind of complicated, I think. But she just dropped a, a quote-unquote tell-all book. Uh, and basically... In the oh, book, Ariana Grande. No, 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 not no, her. No, not her? Oh, he no, had another was, ex? It was before her. Oh, damn. Um, it was the one right before Ariana. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, because he was dating some chick from Glee. Yeah, so I think it was before that. I don't wow. know. But um, Big Sean, you got to stop dating these chicks. <laughs> Shit. Basically, in the t- in the book, she she basically says that he's a very arrogant and selfish person. and He doesn't um, come off like that. I don't get that from him. I don't get that vibe. I've seen him in, in concert plenty oh, okay. of times, and he, he definitely doesn't give me that vibe at all. Wow. But um, according to her, in the relationship, he was really selfish, and um, I guess he didn't treat her right. And then I, I guess she, she felt that... He was talking to Ariana while they were, mm. you know, seeing each other. Whatever Is this the, the chick that he made the record where he was like, I don't fuck with you? I don't know. I don't okay. know. I All don't right. know who he was talking about in that joint. <laughs> wow. But, um, but yeah, so that's that. No interviews. And then he dropped another one, Take No L's. Um, or Bounce Back, rather. It was mm. Bounce Back. Mm. Uh, bounce back is kind of lit. That sound like some uh, juvenile shit. Girl, you look good when you back there. You a big fire? Girl, you a big motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, so basically, and then he responded to Cuddy too in uh, no interviews. Basically, he was Uh-oh. saying how, you know, they used to be brothers and they used to bang with each other because they on the same label. Right. But apparently Cuddy got tight at him. Um... Damn, what did he get tired of him for? Apparently there was some situation that they had where Cuddy was um, in interviews talking bad about Sean. Well, Cuddy wears a lot of tight pants, so for him getting tight, you know, that Yeah, he gets tight all the time. Yeah, he gets tight all the time. But, you know, apparently Cuddy's back to, well, he's out because he was at uh, the Kanye concert with Kanye Wild Out. We're going to get to that. Seven toes to the douchebags. (laughs) We're going to get to that in a minute. But um, where do you think... uh, Big Sean's career, his legacy. What do you think his legacy is going to be at the end of the day? I feel like Big Sean's legacy, like right right now, Big Sean, no disrespect. We love you on this side of the Western Hemisphere. Trust me. But I think you're just going to be one of those niggas that you're going to be forever uh, uh, a hit type of dude, but not consistent with hits. 
but you're really gonna be remembered for just being that guy that got the boss. Mm. The boss, cause yo, your bars are fucking crazy, he bro. He definitely be having them like, oh, snap, yeah, came like, from left yeah. field bars. Left like, field. like real left field. Like you thought she was black, but she's really, you know, Belasian. You know what I mean? And then you know, you thought she was really I don't all know straight. Belasian's a real thing. That's uh, a real thing. Uh, I think that's made up like Cocoloso. But yeah, uh, but you know what the fuck I'm saying, uh, Shawn Michael. Uh, that's his middle name. Um, I think Shawn is gonna be revered as. One of those punchline kings, like mm. he'll be one. Yeah, he'll be one of them dudes that we, you know, we talk about when we like sixty. Like, yeah, we remember that guy, Big Sean. You know, he had a lot of great music. You know, he ain't sell bean pies, but he had a lot of great material out there. Shout out to some, those Muslims. He had some good hits. Yeah, yeah some, you know, the little them one liners. Right, <laughs> them one liners. Right, right. right. Um, fucking what? granddad with snot coming out of them one liners. <laughs> Tommy, go and get me a napkin. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of feel. I kind of feel the same way mm-hmm. because uh, I think that beyond Dark Sky Paradise, yeah. there hasn't been an album that has hit me like, mm. yo, he entrenched himself in his music. I feel like it's always playing with it. And all these singles that he dropped is always like, first of all, I don't fuck with you. Right. Now it's bounce back. They're right. always like, oh, they're bangers. Right. But there's no, they're nothing. Not, they're not radio bangers. They bangers, but they're not radio bangers. I mean, bounce back, I think, is a radio banger. I don't hear that shit on the radio, bro. It, they play it late because it's just it, it's just. Big out. Sean, they calling you Little Sean on the fucking radio, oh, boy. Shit. Tell these niggas stop playing you at 3 o'clock when fucking uh, X is getting his dick sucked. Stop. This <laughs> <laughs> is a fact. <laughs> Sometimes it's at 7. Wow. On the highway. Wow. Um, don't she go to school? What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Nigga, that sounds, that sounds like. Like some Donald Trump shit. Ah. <laughs> I don't want no parts of that. Ah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I just, I just feel like, even though I bang with his albums, mm-hmm. they never on, are on some like that's a classic album that I'm gonna come back to. So he got okay music for you. Yeah, to me Damn. he's kind of. I bangs with Sean, but I feel like he's middle ground to me, bro. Wow. Like when people compare him to Kendrick and stuff, I'm like, stop it. That that's that's wow. he's not. He's not comparable to to Kendrick or Drake. I think he's in that class. Don't mm. get me wrong. Like right. like if you want to do like a top twenty right. or something like that, he's yeah. got to be on that list. Okay. With the new rap, I'm talking about top top twenty new rappers. Oh, he okay. definitely got to be on that list. But like like when they be like when Kendrick and him are on the same track, I honestly feel like Kendrick be slaughtering that cat. Even mm. though Sean got the bars, like he be coming with some stuff. Well, Big Kendrick. Sean definitely did say in no interviews that you know he tired of niggas rapping fast, and yeah. I thought I thought that was a jab. That could have been a jab. Ca- I saw yo when he yo 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 ladies and gentlemen when Big Sean said that line, y'all know the line I'm talking about in that no interviews where he talked about you know he don't give a fuck about niggas rapping fast. I pictured Kendrick Lamar in my head getting a shape up. I was like, yeah, this nigga just gave him a shape up. <laughs> He shaped this thing. He gave him the face. Cause Kendrick be looking like a grandpa sometimes. You know what I mean? With the face. He was hitting. Honestly, he. I I do think it might. It could have been a jab. I don't know anybody else who's really rapping fast right Mm now. Um, and 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 if the rappers are rapping fast, they're mumbling. Humming, 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 humming. My breath stink, but the bitch is bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I think. I think he's mediocre compared to to Kendrick. You call. He called this nigga Ti. He said mediocre. <laughs> he, yo, he he's mediocre compared to Kendrick wow. and Drake. I know there's controversy around Drake. If he's a rapper, is he writing his own stuff? I know all of that. But I'm talking about in comparison of artistry. 
And Drake is a fucking karaoke machine, man. That nigga, he just... I'm just saying, like, Drake's Take Care album, which came before the controversy right. of if, is he writing or not, right. we know that he was doing his thing classic. on that. That's a classic album. You can't front on that. Like, that... If you're fronting on that, you're just hating on Drake. Take Care was a classic album. When I think about uh, classic albums, I'm thinking about College Dropout, mm. Late Registration, mm. um... Mm. Shoot, what else? I mean, talking. I'm talking about reasonable doubt. Mm. Jay Z's first shit. Blueprint. Ooh, Mm. Blueprint definitely was banging. Nas, Illmatic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like where you could feel (laughs) what these people are going through, and it's not just like, oh, these are these are bangers, right? Or oh, they just created this to to make sure that they still relevant, right? Right. So yeah, that's how I feel about um, him. But let's talk about. Let's talk about a new cat on the block, and let's see where her legacy is going after this week. Young M.A. had a show recently, for for, for those who don't know. And at the show, um, Young M.A. was, you know, in the midst of getting ready to perform that fucking song we hear all the fucking time. And um, she uh, potentially could have been high off that molly. Uh, she possibly could have been shit. She probably was fucking w- w- uh, with uh, with somebody in my past before I was eating the ass. Like she probably was eating the ass, the tailbone that's not even connected to the ass. You know what I mean? She helped to take out the liver, put the shit back in, rub the kidney. You know what I mean? T- touched the funny bone, sucked on her left nut. You know what I mean? And she ain't even got a nut. Young M A uh, was forcing uh, this audience member in the audience to take out her cell phone. Everybody had the cell phones out. You know when they dim the lights and the artists feel like they that motherfucker right now. Everybody take the lighters out. Uh, she was like, yo, take the phones out. Yo, you ain't got no phone. Yo, you ain't got no phone. Yo, you got to leave, ma. Yo, you got to leave. Yo, I said, yo, you got to leave. Yo, why you talking? Wh- where your phone at? Like, she was like, you know, becoming very irate. And, you know, I feel like she hurt her career. And I, I saw Exodus before, before she even did this fuck girl shit. She ain't got no career in my book because I feel like she just kind of like a one-hit wonder. Like, she not going to recover after this. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I want to see young M.A. win. I do because... She took an L for that. For a fact. She definitely... She gave Meek Mill a dub for that one. Meek I mean, definitely got a W for I that. Want, I want her to win, but I just feel like... Well, I wanted her to win. And, and then I feel like when you do arrogant things like that, like there's really you lose the people and 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 young MA's whole career right now is the people. I, I think I think she has some celebrity DJs behind her like Flex. Flex is still just dropping her joints. But the real momentum that's coming from her is the people. And once the people stop banging with her, because if I think I'm gonna go to a concert and I don't do what she says, she's gonna start telling me to go to the back like she a white person and this is the 60s or some shit like that. Damn. Go to the back. Like, who the yeah. fuck are you talking to, ma? <laughs> like, like and, and like I said, I want I wanted her to win. I, I think that she brought a new flame and fire to New York, and I think that she is dope for that. But I can't really bang with the actions of what she did this weekend. I and even if she gives out an apology, I feel like it's gonna be a trash ass apology. I don't know if she did or, or not yet. But I just feel like if you're apologizing right now, you're apologizing because you realize you fucked up and not because you were sincerely sorry about your actions because you meant every word while you was up there on that stage. You really felt like you was that shorty at that moment, and if cats didn't pull up their phone, then you had the authority to tell them to do this, do that. But what if shorty didn't have a phone? 
It's the holidays. What if she ain't have enough money to have her her bill on? So she left her phone home to make sure she ain't you know lose it or something like that. Like you don't know what your fans are going through where they're coming to your concert to get a release and to feel good about themselves, and then you you felt like. You had to disrespect them like that? Like, that shit is corny to me. Young M.A., you need to give that girl back her bread like Ticketmaster gave everybody back their bread for Kanye's stupid, dumb, fuck boy shit. Uh, you need to uh, make a public apology on all social media platforms. You need to go bald. You need to start dressing like a fucking hippie because you, that was not no hood shit, ma. That was not no hood shit. Remy needs to take her ass off your record. 50 need to revoke his shit. Everybody that played your shit needs to dub your shit. Moment of silence for, ooh, like they just need a shit on your whole shit, right? Because you violated a poor little girl like X was saying. You don't know her living situation. You don't know if she had to suck the last piece of dick on earth to get in there. Like, you don't know. Like, you don't know what Shorty was going through. Shorty could have ran away from home. She could have been failing in class. She could have fucking just got an abortion for your dumb ass. But no. Yo, where your phone at, ma? Yo, you ain't got no phone? You get the fuck out of here, man. Yo, you ain't got no phone? Yo, everybody put your fucking hands in up in the air, man. We about to kick this bitch. Like, yo, you got to calm down your cartoon character box away <laughs> from being a girl who loses all her hair. We about to give you a baldy. <laughs> you fucking up. That's a fact, man. Man, that shit is corny to me. You don't know what's happening with your fans. I know a lot of people who will spend their last just to go to a concert because that's a, like I said, that's an escape for them. And they're looking to us as artists to really help them feel better about themselves. And you going to focus on the fact that Shorty ain't want to pull up her phone. And then it's not even the fact that, that you interacted with her because maybe it, it, it's plausible that you would have went up to her and been like, yo, Ma, where your phone? And then if she was like, I don't got my phone or I'm not going to pull it out. All right, cool, man, no problem. Leave it alone. But then you have to embarrass her, and that that's uncalled for. Like, you have, obviously, you have the power in that situation. You have the platform. Like, be a, be a real person. Don't let this fame go to your head because you just got here. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you could get here, you could leave, man. Niggas will pluck you. <laughs> You'll be out of here. <laughs> this is a fact. And you, fuck, you already look like angel dust. You'll be... <laughs> And I don't, and I don't, I honestly don't want to see that. I want to see, I think that you have something to bring to New York. I think you have something to bring to music. You actually focusing on your bars and not on melody and rhyme and, and melody and these lullaby type of shits. Like you actually are focusing on trying to bring bars back to hip hop. And I want to see you win on that aspect, but I can't fuck with you if you're going to be doing disrespectful shit like that to you. The next time we talk about uh, M.A. and her bars, she might be holding them shits. So you better you better hold, hold it down, young man. Hold it down. You I know definitely I mean? seen her assault somebody once. Wow, wow. Some cab driver. Well, I think it was one of her boys or something like that. Was um was pranking her as an Uber driver that was driving crazy. And Shorty dead was wailing off on him, punching him all up in his face, made his mouth bleed and everything. I was like, damn, son. We gave out the uh the address to the studio. We cracking jokes, but. You ain't doing that shit to niggas over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. I don't even want to talk about that. Um, but what I do want to talk about... Wildin' Out. Is, speaking of Wildin' Out... <laughs> Mr. West. Yo. Wake up, Mr. West. Yo, bro. Kanye. Kanye, hey. Is it? Kanye, we love you, bro. We love you, my nigga. We love you. You gotta stop fucking up, bro. 
you got to stop doing these outbursts, man. Now, me and X was having a serious, you know, when you're not talking to somebody, you having a, a text debate. I'm like, he like, yo, I think he need help. I'm like, nah, he don't need no help. Yo, bro, you don't see what he been doing over the years? Yeah, bro, but he good, son. He got a lot of truth in his shit. Yo, fuck that. He's incoherent at this point in time, nigga. I went to school for this. I'm like, bro, I went to love school for this, nigga. We love you, yay. I'm beating my chest right now, man, with a black shirt on. I'm sweating like Kevin Hart. Whoa, nigga, dark chocolate drop in the building, Junior. Nigga, what up? Chocolate drop. My balls is hanging in the sand, nigga. What up? <laughs> Yo, Kanye, you gotta stop, bro. I don't know what's gotten into you. Everybody's saying this because of your mom dying. You talking about um Jay uh hasn't brought his uh hasn't brought uh blue around for her to play with your kids. You putting a lot of emotional shit out here that niggas don't need to know about, bro. But you know what? Shit about to come for you, you, you know. Uh, I really hope you get the help that you need, but in the meantime, you gotta stop this bullshit, bro. I don't think you really, 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 really understand how you hurt in your career. And let I just want to put it all into perspective, um, because I'm like for real, for real. I know we joke around a lot. I know we play around a lot. But this is a this is a serious thing in the black community that we need to address in terms of men- mental illness. And so we're gonna talk about Kanye first, and then we're gonna address that. But I really want Kanye to get help. And the reason why I know he needs help is because he has not been the same individual. And a lot of y'all, see, this is what this is the problem. Sometimes we relate to somebody so much that we don't see when they're crying out for help. And we try to just make excuses for them and make it seem like, nah, that's just Kanye. Kanye, a wild boy. Nah, that's just Kanye. Kanye is is uh, arrogant and he puts himself out there, but that's a good thing. No, Kanye has lost his way. And let me just, like I said, I'm going to put it all into perspective. So He lost his way? He lost his way. Kardashian! <clears throat> before Kim. It was before Kim. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why I feel like he lost his way. So, boom. You got to understand the tragedies that have hit this man throughout his lifespan. Let's talk about when he first got on. Soon as he re- understood that he got that deal... He got into a car crash, bro. Car crash that wired his mouth shut. So not only are you, like, in a serious thing that could have took your life, but it could have took your voice, it could have took your career away right when you got it. So he had that trauma. Boom. Cool. That happened. Soon as he gets into the game, right, he gets famous, he gets a lot of accolades, he's making that money, mm-hmm. he about to drop some new music. Facts. His mom passes away. Craziest shit ever. And it's not just no regular shit. Right. I think he would have been able to handle it a little bit better if it was some natural cause or if something traumatic happened. But she lost her life due to plastic surgery that she did not need, bro. And so when you put it in that perspective, you got to be angry about that. That was his best friend. Kanye, didn't, didn't Kanye talk to her about like trying to talk her out of that? I'm not sure. Okay. I, I'm not sure if that that have. I'm sure he did. Right. Because I'm. I, if I was in his situation, yeah. I'd have been like, "Yo, mom, what are you talking about? Like, right. yo, you don't need that. Like, right. I could get you the best trainer ever, and you're losing the same amount of time. Right. Whatever the case may be, or gain it, or whatever you're trying to do. Mm. Uh, I think it was for breasts. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess she was trying to gain. But right. At the end of the day, you lose your best friend. That was his best friend in life. He always used to say that in his interviews, and I believe that because I've seen the interactions. Definitely was his best friend. Um, you lose her for some shit that you ain't really need to lose her for, 
You're going to be angry about that. So, boom, that happens, right? And this is where he started crying out for help because old Kanye, we, we want to talk about his arrogance and, and him, like, just doing things erratically throughout his career. Cool. So the difference is this. When Kanye came out during that Katrina special, he was defending people who didn't have a voice, who didn't have a platform, who weren't able to do the things that he could do when he came out and said, George Bush does not care about black people. No, you got, you got to do it in Kanye's voice because you got to understand how Kanye did it. Basically, Kanye said right after another actor was saying something, he said, yeah, and George Bush doesn't like black people. And the shit went blank. Clean. Chris, Chris Tucker looked like he know what the fuck was going on. Clean. <laughs> Continue, brother. But so when he did that, that was in defense of people who couldn't defend themselves. Every time we and we're going to get into Katrina a little bit, a little bit later in the show. But every time you saw a picture of someone who was affected by the hurricane, they were labeled a, a thug or a looter or you know, just some type of animalistic characteristic just thrown on them. So they didn't have a voice. The the media portrayed them as subhuman, essentially. But when he did that Taylor Swift shit, and I don't fuck with Taylor like that, but when he did that Taylor Swift shit, that was bullying. So you could see the switch in his mindset. He went on stage, and I'm not going to hold y'all, blah, 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 but... Beyonce had the best video of the year. That was bullying. And then he had a drink, and then he did the Kanye shrug, the infamous Kanye shrug. The I know. infamous <laughs> Kanye shrug. Taylor Swift wanted to have a dick so bad so that he could suck her phone on stage because she was tight. And that's what I'm saying. That was bullying. That was, you know what, well, fuck your career. I don't care who you are. And Taylor wasn't even that big yet. She, right. wasn't that, she wasn't the Taylor that we know now. Right. And you go on stage as a way bigger artist at the time uh, and just blow her shit up. Like, oh, fuck you. Like... Right. I don't give a fuck about your That's bullying. So you can see his mindset. That shit was switched. funny though. It definitely was funny. <laughs> but <laughs> his mind switched and he was doing things in a in a sense that was coming from a darker place. It wasn't coming from light anymore. Mm-hmm. So when Kanye was arrogant and doing shit like Katrina, I feel like that was coming from a good place. He just didn't know how to say it or do it in a way. Matter of fact, I think he did that purposely. So I'll fuck with that. But the Taylor thing, that came from a dark place. But that was also purposely. That was that was definitely was a yeah. I don't know. He was I, I he heard was he was twisted. drinking a lot. He twisted that night. Yeah. <laughs> he I heard he was twi- he was drinking mad shit that night and he decided he was just like, fuck it. Um so boom, you you have those things happen. Then his wife gets kidnapped, bro. Yo. And we gotta stop acting like these niggas is, is like superheroes or beyond the means of right. human capacity. Anybody wife get kidnapped, niggas is flipping. Niggas is wilding out. I know D Flow was flipping. <laughs> and that nigga don't even swim and flip. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fact, bro. Flipping, so, I mean, facts, my guy. <laughs> it was <laughs> my guy, facts. <laughs> it was only a matter of time, I feel like, before Kanye got to this point where he's quote unquote exhausted and suffering from psychosis from exhaustion. No. The nigga needed help years ago. Mm. We ignored it as a as a society. Whoever the fuck is close to him, I don't fuck with y'all niggas. Because y'all niggas should have told Kanye a while ago, yo, bro, I think something's up. You need help. And if that nigga wasn't listening to you, then you should have went to somebody that you know can fuck with him and tell him what to do. He now, even his music, though. If you listen to his music, like, through my beautiful daughter's fantasy. Oh, that facts. was my album. He was hurt. Like, he, he said it throughout the whole project. Facts. Like, you kept hearing him say, like, he was hurt, he was lost. 
Facts. He was hurt in Dark Twisted Fantasy. He was also hurt in um, 808s and Heartbreak. He and Heartbreak definitely hurt. Man. Because his girl left him around that time, too. Right. So, and I I mean, it was Amber and it was the chick before right. Amber. Right. Um. So, yeah, I just feel like Kanye been been crying out for help for a while and we have to stop ignoring it or making excuses for it as if, nah, Kanye is just speaking and, and doing things because that's him. No, Kanye needs us to support him and make sure that he comes out a better man and not just let this shit slide and let it go. We got to stop treating mental illness like it's just bullshit. This is a fact. Everybody that's in Kanye camp, if somehow, some way y'all come across this show, fuck you with a capital F. Written in fucking some real bad cursive that was in the 1800s. Uh, Kanye needs help, y'all. Like, if we really, really, really want to help Kanye, we got to stop making it seem like we, like, have these uh, undertone and underlined uh, um, um, excuses for him. We should not be trying to come up with excuses for a grown-ass man who needs to be held accountable for all of his actions and everything that he's saying, both on social media and through his music and whatever else he decides to do out there, even in his uh his um his 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 fashion endeavors. Let's stop uh supporting them fucking Yeezys. Let's get that slave shit out of here. Stop wearing that shit. If y'all niggas wanted to rock that shit, y'all niggas could get some fucking Luke Cage sweaters and poke holes through that motherfucker and just walk around the city like, yeah, Jesus, nigga. Like, no. Hey, let, yeah. Trayvon shit up right, in there, man. Right, right. Like, let, like, Let's do some real nigga shit. Right. Everybody needs to actually start to buy the college dropout albums again and stop supporting all the other shit and be like, yo, yay, get back to this. And just fucking have selfies up, yay. Get back to this. That might make a nigga feel like, you know what? The fans are really trying to talk to me. And Sway, your dreaded black ass better have these motherfucking answers, nigga. Or you gonna catch these hands. I mean, and even, even in that interview, you could see that the nigga was off, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, these rants that we are starting to believe I in. I got you your first TV, Sway. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, <laughs> these, these rants that we've come to quote unquote like love what the fuck is Kanye that? don't fuck with us <laughs> here dog <laughs> like, these, these these rants that we like are associating with his brand now as if mm-hmm. it's it's like uh something that is 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 planned out mm-hmm. they're not planned out these right. are these are literally the co- the incoherent thoughts of somebody who is reaching out for help because honestly those rants tell me that he feels like nobody is listening to him right. and you know who he wants to listen to him right now right. and that's Jay-Z right. he really wants to hear from Jay and I think like that last rant listen I think he's talking some truth like the shit he said about the radio facts that's bare facts in, in terms of people are paying their way on the radio right. Khaled. Me, listen me, me and D went to a conference a festival in LA uh, in April oh it was lit and we had industry insiders tell us that they have to pay their way on the radio for certain tracks. So it's like this is that's a reality. He's not talking out his ass. That's right. real shit. Right. So, you know, you got you have that side of the industry that he's, you know, exposing and is real shit. Um, but where I feel like it got incoherent and, you know, his mind just was bugging out was all of that hitter shit. Like, yo, you know, I know Khaled, you got hitters in Miami. Nick, Come on, Kanye. You know none of them niggas are sending hitters your way, man. And if you felt like that, then you should have had a private conversation with them if you were in your right mind. That's why I feel like you weren't, because if you really felt like what you were saying was the realest ever, and this may cause you to get bodily harm and your family to get bodily harm after Kim just went through what she went through, and because you got two beautiful, 
young children, like, you're not going to do that. You're not going to put yourself or your family in harm's way. That was where the incoherence came from. Like, I feel like you just was talking at that point. But the shit you said about radio, true. There's, I don't know what happened with the Beyonce. I, I, I kind of don't want to believe that Beyonce would be petty enough to be like, I'm not going to perform. I feel like Beyonce is that way. I feel it. I, I don't know, because I feel like Beyonce is big enough to that she don't need to make no bargain. Like, I better win the award or type shit. Beyonce, like, Beyonce be like, oh, I got a show tonight? All right, cool, Jay. Where we going? Paris tonight? All right, cool. Well, I got a show, but I'm going to have them niggas get me a hologram and just have me there. You know what I mean? I think I think Beyonce is that petty. I think so. No, because so. even for the BET Awards, Beyonce did that show. Mm-hmm. And BET is, is not, to me, they don't get the same viewership as MTV. Right. She did that show and had to jump on a plane right after. So I, to me, I feel like she really does the shit for the fans. But it's debatable. Neither one of us could be you know right on that topic. Um, somebody's lying. We don't know it all, but somebody's somebody, lying. Somebody lying. Um, and I feel like he did that shit to get Jay's attention, of honestly. Course. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you're talking about my wife now. Now yeah. I might have to give you a call, right. whether it's a good <laughs> or bad motherfucking call. I might have to call your ass and sit your ass down. Um, but he got hospitalized after, and I honestly feel like... But Jay can't really do shit, though, because Kanye made a lot of Jay-Z's career. That's true. There's a whole bunch of Jay Z don't want to fuck with that nigga right, right now. That's honestly <laughs> like let's keep it a buck. This nigga Kanye is that that cousin that always when he come to Thanksgiving, mm. he always got some shit following him and always fucks up the night. So whenever I feel like I feel like a lot a couple of times, maybe they tried to have Blue hang out with um Northwest mm-hmm. and and Saint mm-hmm. and like shit went south, right? Because <laughs> niggas were acting like dog Vaders and shit. Like fuck you, <laughs> gonna kill you, Saint. No angels here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> blue, I'm gonna make your ass blue. Like maybe, maybe shit like that was going down. I'm gonna really make you blue, blue. <laughs> and, and Jay was like, oh fuck, nah, this shit can't happen, dog. Try to throw her in the fucking sky. You gonna land on a cloud, blue? It's okay. You gonna land on a cloud? <laughs> he was like, nah, you're nah. I ain't with the shit. And we already know that they don't fuck with Kim. So it's like. You know, what do you expect, bro? Like, they don't really fuck with your wife like that. And at the end of the day, that's going to be a conflict of interest if niggas right. try to play together or whatever. So, yeah, Jay-Z and Beyonce probably on some like, And, and they already—I heard an interview where they said, yeah. like, yo, we miss old Kanye. You doing some fuckboy shit, bro. Jay-Z definitely said that. He Jay-Z yeah. not out here being a fuckboy. Definitely not. Jay-Z is out here still making calculated moves, even though he's— Inching closer and closer to 50. He's still making calculated moves. Jay-Z, I hope to see you in Marcy. I'm going to be there. Shout out to my man, Joshua Walker. 957 Marcy Avenue tomorrow giving out some turkeys. Jay, you better be there, my nigga. Fuck. Facts, my guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, but mental health mm. in the black community, bro. Let's talk about this. Uh, so, um, most of you guys don't know this, but when I was 10 years old, I tried to take my life on several occasions. Tried to throw myself down a flight of stairs. I tried to swallow a pack of holes. Um, I tried to uh, stab myself with a knife. That's definitely some 10-year-old shit because right. niggas think yeah. they could kill themselves right, with right, alcohols right. and shit. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, I tried to stab myself with uh, my mother's favorite cutting knife in my temple. So um, I've been through a whole bunch of, you know, phases and stages, and um, I've come across a lot of people that I've, you know, you know, by, by the grace of God, you know, I didn't take my life, and I was able to potentially save a whole bunch of other lives out there who were having suicidal thoughts and or who have tried to hurt themselves in the past. Uh, mental health, to me, is a very, very, very important issue because uh, particularly in the black community, 
there's a lot of brothers and sisters out here walking around aimlessly. Like, they don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, you could just be waiting for the bus and somebody will walk up to you. I'm not even saying this to be funny. A nigga walk up to you and just start laughing. Facts. And you don't you don't know why he's laughing. And, you know, if you, like, in high school, a bunch of your friends might be joking around or they might be, like, trying to play with this person. But this person could have been somebody that, that was in the military. Facts. This person could have been somebody that was a CEO of a corporation. This could have been somebody that was uh, possibly uh, a teacher at your school a couple years before they got into the situation that they're in. Or they probably could have been somebody that was in a, a real great situation and they just lost it all. And mentally, it fucks with them. Or got molested when they was four, 14 years old and never knew how to get over that shit. Right. Mental health is an issue that we as a community have to take by the reins and by the horns and really hone that shit in. There's too many times where we see a lot of people out there that's in some, you know, real unfortunate um, fucked up, sticky situations, and we're not trying to, you know, get them the right help, or we're not educating ourselves in the in the light or the realm to actually be a resource to help them or push them in the right direction. There's a lot of times when I'm out, I'm I'm out with my girl, and we see homeless people, or we see people that are just like, you know, like in this like bizarre state where they're not really, you know, coherent to like 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 they're not here, but they're physically there, but they're not, you know, there mentally. And, you know, they might try to start a conversation with me and she'll run behind me or she'll be like, yo, babe, like, can we walk around? Can we walk around? I'm like, no, like this person is saying something. And and I, you know, me personally, I'm not just going to, you know, not, you know, try to start a conversation with them or try to help them out. There's plenty of times where I've tried to, you know, help people out. We you know whether it was, you know, taking them to the grocery store. I've done that. Whether it was trying to take them to McDonald's. Um, I don't eat the food, but if that's what they want at the moment, nigga, you're going to get this Big Mac. I'm going to help your ass out. a real nigga, my yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah, Like, I've done that. You know what I mean? Um, Plenty of times. One time, actually, a uh, quick story. I was definitely in Soho. And at the time, uh, me and X was getting ready to uh, start uh, start hosting this show. Um. Uh, downtown Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn Exposure. And I was there waiting for a friend. Uh, her name was Artist. And we were getting some uh, glasses for a photo shoot that me and X was getting ready to do. And I dead went to a McDonald's to use a bathroom. I always got to fucking use the bathroom. And this this, <laughs> this, home, this homeless guy was outside. And he was like, hey, brother, you know, can you spare some change? And I stopped for a quick second. And I was like, how old are you, sir? If you don't mind me asking. He was like 45. I was like, brother, you don't need to be doing this. And a tear rolled down, can't make this up, down the side of his cheek. And we had a moment. We had a moment. I shook his hand. I was like, yo, I got $10. I don't know what you want, but help yourself out. I really got to go because it's brick a dick out here. <laughs> and he laughed and I gave him the money. And, and you know what I mean? And, you know, mentally we had a moment. And I wish that sometimes we would just, you know, find time out of our busy days to, you know, do something nice for somebody. Or, you know what I mean? Educate ourselves where we can actually help and encourage and, uh, you know, empower those who are, you know, mentally unstable. There's a lot of people mentally unstable out here, man. Honestly, I'm going to keep it a buck. I yeah. feel like the black community does not respect the fact that mental illness is a real thing. Mm. I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I really feel like, I mean, beyond the whole, the regular, oh, those are just your demons, you got to pray on it. Fuck all that bullshit, man. Yo, y'all better stop that bullshit, man. Facts, like, pray to who you pray to. Right. Believe in what you believe in. Right. But also realize that things that happen mentally 
are actual things. Like, it's, it's not always something spiritual. And listen, I don't want to take away from anybody's spirituality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes niggas, you know, feel like the okie-dokie is on them. My last car started breaking down. I wasn't doing shit. And you know what I mean? I felt like the okie-doke was on me. And also, y'all got to stop blaming the fucking devil. Sometimes it's your fucking self. Facts. Y'all got to check yourself. But that's what that's the point I'm getting to. Sometimes... Right. It's real shit. Sometimes it's bad decisions, and sometimes it's real shit mentally going on with people. And we have to stop acting like, one, that's a weakness, mm-hmm. and two, that is not actually happening. And I get it. Listen, this is two-pronged, all right? As black people, we suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, facts. whether we realize it or not, because we are in an oppressive society that every corner we turn, we are being reminded that at one point in time, and even now, other people are considered greater than us. We are literally watching on the TV every day people that look like us getting shot and killed for no apparent fucking reason. So, yes, we are going to have post-traumatic stress in little increments. Some of us have it in way more because some of us have been through shit that is indescribable. I work with people on a daily basis Mm -hmm. where they go through shit. Like, this is real shit. And some of them tell me, like, yeah, oh, my family, you know, they just say I need to do this, I need to do that. And it's like, no, my nigga, you need real help. You need somebody whether it's a psychologist or psychiatrist or therapist to sit down with you and help you figure this out. Because a lot of the problems that they come to me with are things that if you sit down with a person and they feel comfortable expressing it, they you'll see that it's a lot of learned behaviors mm. that end up turning into mental illness or situations that just fuck you, scramble your brain up, and so now it's wired a certain type of way because of a crazy situation that you've been through. And so we have to stop ignoring these things or acting as if they are, you know, trivial. And, yeah, we make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, listen, comedians, I feel like y'all get the pass. We get the pass because we, right, we right. on that shit, yeah, too. Yeah. But in the same breath, if you're going to do that, you also have to realize the reality of the situation and the, the what's really going on. And you need to be out there making a difference as well. Well, we could talk all day about comedians. Uh, it's so funny that you bring that up, X. I was listening to uh, Tracy Morgan on the radio, I think, the day before yesterday. Or I think it was yesterday. And he said something that really fucked with me, honestly. He said, yo, everybody's saying, yo, <clears throat> I could have died in an accident. Which he was in, for, for those who don't remember, he was in a horrible limousine accident. He almost lost his fucking life. He said on the radio, which he never disclosed publicly, he said he broke every bone in his face. You know how many bones are in your motherfucking face? Damn, bro. He broke every bone in his face, and he said uh, he said uh, God was watching him when he got into the accident. He broke his entire left leg. He said he was on medication for months. He was in a coma, y'all. He said... He that, said his dick didn't work. Right, right. Like, that. literally, like, yo, his dick wasn't working, bro. Said his dick didn't work. Like, mm-hmm. like yo, like, yep. real shit. Like, he couldn't even take a shit. Real shit. Pissing through a fucking tube and shit, getting force-fed through a tube, like, all that shit. So he was saying that, yo, people got to understand that when comedians are cracking jokes, that shit is a release. Hey. That shit is actually also exposing what others are not talking about. 
So whether they put it in a jokingly way or not, they're still bringing awareness to it. So y'all could talk about, you know, distinguishing XAB all day. Y'all could talk about comedians. Politically correctness. And I get it. You right, know, yeah, yeah, you gotta be it. sensitive. Because I got on you last yeah, week because yeah, yeah. I felt like some of the jokes were a little insensitive right. to, to Asian culture. Right. Um, and then I listened to the podcast again, mm. and I'm like, yo, fuck it. You a comedian, bro. Like, right. we got to do what we got to do. Right. And in the same sense, I still feel how I feel in terms mm. of, yes, you got to be sensitive mm. to what's going on and be tasteful in what you do. And not to say that those jokes weren't weren't tasteful. They were right. just, to me, right. a little bit insensitive. Right. Like the, he a little Asian in the eyes, girls. He a little right. Asian. That to me the, the the biggest ones was the was the accents like I, I don't okay. that I feel like I said I tried my best <laughs> I I don't fuck with that accent how do you get see this nigga <laughs> but um in the same in the same sense like we gotta also be careful about this political correctness yeah. in terms of making sure that we don't overstep the boundary because you can overstep the boundary with everything uh young ma example clean. Clean. <laughs> I don't really make that connection, but I'm a I'm gonna just leave that alone. Uh, but yeah, like mental health illness and the fact that we ignore are ignoring it mm. is affecting our community because a lot of our brothers and sisters are who are dealing with drugs and mm. or you know taking drugs you know regularly. They're trying to escape something. There's there's no coincidence that our communities are so affected by drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's because we go through so much shit, whether it's in the projects in the hood or whatever the case may be, or even the successful brother. You got to understand, just because niggas get successful, Kanye West, doesn't mean that they are exempt from the pressures of being a black person in this society. And yeah, people could argue back and forth like, yo, it's not the baddest thing. Y'all are equal now. It's not the same. I think... This is a sidebar. We were talking about black people that got issues. Have y'all been watching this nigga Orlando, the dude that played Eddie on That's So Raven? Bruh, he got a fucking clip out with DJ Vlad, and he's like, yo, so are you saying, uh, you know, because you know, you never see Vlad, but you know how we sound. So, like, are you saying <laughs> that, um, are uh, you saying that Raven gave you, you know, uh, some head? He's like, yeah, you know, I gave her, and then, you know, I, you know, you know, made sure that she got the. That nigga's look clean looking for attention. He's dead looking for attention. He don't got a mental issue. That nigga just a fuckboy. Yeah, he's a fuckboy. <laughs> clean. Fuck. He might have a mental issue, but we're gonna stick out fuckboy for now until proven otherwise. But um There's a lot of brothers, there's a lot of people that get caught in the uh the alcohol shit too, because we gotta talk about where our communities are at and what's in our communities. The triangulation? The church? Bro, there's a church. Liquor store, liquor store, and the projects, and the projects, and the, chi- and the Chinese spot, which I think the uh, the uh, the Arabs is definitely getting them motherfuckers out. I see a lot of halal spots now, bro. Mm. I see a lot of real shit. <laughs> the Arabs, I'm pretty sure that's derogatory too. Right. We're gonna, we gonna work on you, bro. We're gonna work on your ass, my nigga. Fuck. Um, Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> but this this is a fact. I mean, uh, it, it's no coincidence, and it's it's affecting our communities because a lot of these mental health situations are being deemed, are, are landing our brothers and sisters in jail or getting their life taken. Remember, we had that story about that woman who was mentally ill in the Bronx, I think it was, who got shot by the cops because the nigga, I don't know what the, I don't know why right. he shot her, but, you know, that was the first time that the commissioner actually came out and said, like, yo, this was a yeah. bad shooting. Right. I, I could respect that. that. So, you know, the, the because we are are ignoring the fact that it's mental illness and we're 
just saying, oh, little Ray Ray is bad or Pookie just need to get his demons out or uh, uh, Alyssa is just being a thought or, you know, Tatiana just needs some good dick. I mean, she might need, she some, might good need dick, some good dick. But, yeah. She might. She, <laughs> but, but instead of us doing that, we have to acknowledge the fact that there might be some deep-seated issues that are going on. I'm not going to lie, bro. If if I start talking to a shorty and she start getting deep and the shit start sounding like there's some some health shit going on mentally, I start thinking a little different, bro. I start <laughs> I'm keeping on it. I start feeling like, yo, maybe I shouldn't do this, bro. Maybe I shouldn't be with this shorty. Maybe, not in terms of a relationship. I'll be there to support anybody right. who's going through. But if we just fucking around and she like, yo, I want this dick. And then like a kind of like 20 minutes before we was talking about how like you've been through X, Y, and Z before. I'm like, I don't know if I want to give you this dick, man. Because that shit could get crazy. If you were a shorty at the dinner table and she started talking about comic books and I was clearly talking about the Jet magazine, <laughs> you got to let shorty go, kid. You got to, literally, you got to Jet and become a magazine to get the no, fuck nigga, out of No, nigga, you got to be there for her <laughs> if you trying to be there for the long haul. If you just trying to beat, I suggest you don't beat. Because <laughs> you going to find yourself. That's your she, dick is going to become mentally unstable. She going to show up at your job. <laughs> she gonna, she gonna call whatever other pieces you trying to talk to. She gonna be the one commenting under your Facebook comments like "fuck you, nigga, suck this dick, nigga." I don't know. Her, her father, her father probably Melvin and Baby Boy, little Jody, <laughs> little Jody. She, he gonna, he gonna lick your head and slap it. She will get you lined, my nigga. <laughs> so if you just trying to beat and you not trying to give that emotional support to someone who need that. Abort mission, my nigga. Nigga, if you don't look like Debo from fucking Friday, don't do it, my nigga. So let's don't talk. Do it. Let's talk a little bit about relationships. Okay. Let's get into this shit. Because yeah. you brought up a really interesting topic. Listen, So man. I, want, I want to talk about this on the podcast, bro. Listen, man. So my girl and I always have some great conversations. And uh, the, the, the topic that we want to definitely focus on right now is uh, what really makes, like, you know, healthy relationships. And my opinion on healthy relationships, like, sh- like she knows this. And any girl that has ever dealt with me whether we was fucking around or not. One of the first things distinguished Henry, Malek, Boo Boo, Dark Chocolate, whatever the fuck you called me in bed, boo, you know that if you get pregnant, you got to let me know. Personally, I don't do abortion. We're going to have this baby. We're going to make it work whether I'm with you or not. If I got to go through your brothers and your father and your ex, nigga, we're going to make it work. I'm just not visiting you in prison. I'm not doing that. I'm not, and the baby's not coming. But other than that, we good. Um... My girl was bringing up submission, and we actually saw uh, Fifty Shades of uh, of Grey a while ago, and uh, the the main character Christian Grey. You know, he's not my brother. We're not related. I don't know him. That's how I know you pussy whip. The only pussy whip <laughs> niggas go see Fifty Shades of Grey. I yeah, that's see that my shit. shit. Well, I I whips the pussy. I'm not pussy. I whips the pussy. Uh, <laughs> um, I whip it up. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. I think that there's a, a a big distinction between context. And when I say context, I mean like wording. So I think there's a difference between submission and submissive. Mm-hmm. I think being uh, 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 being in like a, a submission relationship is 
you know, if shorty, you know what I mean, holds it down, if you say, hey, babe, you know I don't want to wash the dishes tonight, even though you barely wash the dishes, but, you know, this is a night where you know you're supposed to wash it, you really decide, hey, babe, can you, you know, do the dishes? And she, you know, submits. She said, yes, you know, I'll do the dishes. In the back of her mind, I know this nigga's supposed to do this shit, <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to fucking do it, and that nigga better fucking take a shower and not get in that bed smelling all crusty. Mm. Um, but I think being, uh, being, like, in a submissive relationship deals with more of, like, you know, sex and more of, you know, yo, babe, like, when I come home tonight, even though I know you work, like, a 10-hour shift, as soon as I come home, the, the dinner better be cooked, and then you better cook this dick because I'm, I'm whipping it out right on the fucking table. Like, I feel like uh, people that's in those relationships uh, feel more forced to do things, and it doesn't feel like it's a relationship. It feels like it's a sexual relationship and not, like, a real relationship. And I feel like me and my girl, we're in, like, a submission relationship. We're not necessarily in a sexual relationship, even though I got to go a lot during the week. I don't give a fuck how many hours you work. Need that. So I think uh, what I'm what I'm deciphering here, because I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Um, uh, submission and submissive, as if those aren't the same, same. fucking word. Like those the, is different to me. <laughs> but what I think you're talking about is like, in your terminology, mm. submission mm. being more of. Everybody has to submit at some point in a relationship if right. you want that shit to work. You Listen, can't. You got to tap out because after the first four hours, you you got to go to the hospital if your shit's still up. You can't be a contrarian all the time. You can't. You can't always be like, nah, fuck that. I ain't trying to do that. But then when you want something done, you want this person to do it for you. You have to at some point submit to something that maybe you. Now I don't want to say you don't want to do, but in a sense you don't want to do it. Like you go, like that that example you gave was a great one. And then there are relationships which are abusive, mm -hmm. um, which is what I think you mean by submissive. Right. Um, in terms of I'm just using and abusing you mm -hmm. um, for what I want. I don't give a fuck what you want. Right. You know, like, right. I want you to take this dick right now. Right. Even though. Right. You, you on your period. You on your period. Like, and you don't want to have sex. Whoa. You chilling, but you got you to take this dick. Cause I need it. I need that nut right now. Nah, I don't want it from your mouth. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want you to rub it out. I don't want you to rub it out. I don't want you to lick it out. I rub need, it out. What? <laughs> I need. I need to run this red light right now. Yo! Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Y'all thought I was bad. <laughs> so I, I guess that's Ow. what you mean. But um, honestly, bro, I feel like it is hard for a black man to submit in his relationship. Why is that? Because I feel, and I, I know I'm on my fucking conscious shit today, but I feel like being a black male in this type of society, you are forced to submit in almost everything. You have to submit at your job. Mm. You got to submit to the police officer. You got to submit to the fact that, uh, you know, people look at you as a thug, even if you're not. You got to submit to the fact that you have to, quote unquote, dress a certain type of way mm. to not be seen as a dangerous motherfucker. So you got to submit to these things. Otherwise, you are uh, counter to everything that exists in, in society, and which is what hip hop culture is, in a sense. Um, and so I, I think that the only time a black male feels right. like he has the power and this is where it becomes some dangerous shit. Right. And this is why I think a lot of our, our brothers and sisters are in abusive relationships is because the only time they think that they have power is within their relationship with women. Because the only 
person in American society that's beneath, quote unquote, beneath a black male is what? A roach? No, nigga. <laughs> they might treat roaches with better respect than us. Well, actually, if roaches might might live longer than us, because if the uh, the planet blow up and shit, roaches gonna be it, there. It's the black female, bro. Oh, <laughs> the black female is is seen as even more quote unquote inferior and gets the burden of a lot of racist. Not only are they dealing with racism, but they're dealing with sexism at the right. same time. Right. And so, not only are people saying that you're less of a person because you're you're black, but you're less of a person because you're a female. And unfortunately, and I know I'm guilty in my lyrics, and I know sometimes you might be guilty in yours. Not all the time. Not all the time. Not, not all the time. time. This nigga is though. I'm snitching. Nah, fuck it's not all the time. <laughs> fuck out of here. Don't fuck with me. Stop fucking with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know, misogyny is huge in in hip hop culture. And because hip hop culture is predominantly you know black, right? You know, a lot of black people partaking it and I talk to young men all the time mm-hmm. and they'll constantly the first time they refer to a girl is not you know oh that young woman or what that bitch because they don't know her name that's not a good enough reason bro <laughs> I heard a comedian say that I'm fucking with you <laughs> but this is some <laughs> this is some real shit like hey yo bitch <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is that who are you calling a bitch I'm sorry. Yo, Ma, what's your name? Who are you calling a Ma? What am I call you, girl? I'm a lady. All right, bitch. <laughs> but this is some real shit. Like, this is what our young women, this is what our young women deal with on, on a regular basis. Like, and, and the misogynistic thing. Like, yo, if, the, if y- some of y'all niggas are still out there hollering for a dollar on the corner, change your life right now. Because that shit is crazy. Like, and that's scary to young women. I don't know if y'all know that, but a young woman walking down the block does not want you to chase her down the block. Stop trying to holler at a bitch when you in the car at the red light and she at the bus stop. That's that's kind of weird. She li- she might get kidnapped. <laughs> and you, you still gonna call her a bitch. Right, but right. anyway, <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> Where's your bow tie? Put your bow tie well, back you on. you, bitch. <laughs> That's why you waiting for the bus. <laughs> so, like, you can't do stuff like that. Like, you can't you can't chase a young woman down the block talking about, hey, yeah, hey Ma, let me get your number. And when she say no, get mad and be like, you ain't nothing but a bitch in a hoe anyway. But like, how would, but, but. You was but, just hollering five right. seconds ago. But how would dudes, now that we talking about it, get, it's getting juicy, but we drinking water. Shout out to the alkaline here. You know, 4205 Clarendon Road 1, Brooklyn, New York, 11203. I got it down pat. What's up, <laughs> bitch? Um, <laughs> um, cut his mic off. <laughs> this is our mic. Hey, cut your voice box off. Ooh. <laughs> that, that sounded, I don't know. I don't know what that sounded like. It didn't sound right. Men, how are men supposed to holler at women or how are men supposed to, you know, try to engage with a woman when, you know, I feel like this is something that I'm learning now and it's crazy. Real shit, I had to research this. This whole entire time I'm talking to chicks, fucking around with chicks, trying to get to know them, I'm quote-unquote dating chicks. You know what I mean? The whole date thing, the movies thing, you know, sex in a museum. You know, real, you know, real random shit. I can't tell you which museum. Um, But, but because you got the curious, like, which one? So I want to get in the back. No, you can't. <laughs> I did that already. They closed that room down a long time. That exhibit is closed. Damn. Um, yeah. So uh, how are men supposed to learn how to do these things when men don't know a thing about dating and they don't know a thing about courting? I started to learn about courting this year, and I'm like, wow, I could have saved a whole bunch of nuts and a whole bunch of money on fucking ice cream and fucking uh, Denny's and, and, and fucking Johnny Rockets if I would have learned how to talk to a woman in a certain way that I wouldn't have to waste her time, she wouldn't have to waste my time. I mean, that's a good point. Um, 
through the misogyny. Right. That's a good point. I'm just saying. But no, no, you make an ex- a excellent point. And I think why we are where we are mm. in terms of why a lot of young men don't know how to talk to women is one, a lot of our black males aren't there to mm. teach the next generation. Mm. And so with, I, I know I see it. Cause a lot of times, they, they was also calling her bitch. No, right, no, okay. nigga. <laughs> what what okay. ends up happening? What ends up happening is if you don't have a father in your life or a strong male in general who is showing you a little bit direction as a male. And I think single mothers do an excellent job. I think that women in general do an excellent job. But there's literally like I'm a product of of a single mother type of situation mm-hmm. um, because my father passed away when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just certain things that. In this type of society where we we differentiate between male and female so much, um, and and you know the gender roles are so split, mm-hmm. there are just certain things that a female in our society cannot relate to in terms of a male. My mom could tell me all day long, like, "Yo, that girl like you," or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. but she couldn't really teach me as a male how to approach a female. Could your mom tell you if that girl liked you, but that girl was actually a boy with a penis? What, nigga? I'm, I'm just asking a question. If if you was out with your mom in the store and your mom saw a girl from the back and she's like, oh, wow, she looks really great. And then she's kind of soft in the split. Nigga, I feel like you on a Kanye rant. Nah, I'm going nah, to cut, cut this shit right now because I don't know what the fuck you asking me. But what I'm saying is because there's a lack of that, because there's a lack of that, D-Flow is out of dying. Because there's a lack of that male guidance, I feel like, because what happens, you either get that guidance from your boy, mm-hmm. or you might be getting it from the drug dealer on the corner. Facts. And that nigga's been on the corner so long, he can't differentiate between calling a, a, a sh- his wifey bitch and calling somebody he having an argument with bitch. So he calling everybody a bitch. Right. And so, he you know. He calling himself a bitch. He's calling, <laughs> this is a fact. That nigga's a bitch. He's definitely calling himself a bitch. Facts. And, and that's another part of the problem. <laughs> because we, like society has made men feel demasculated because what we hold to be true uh, in terms of what male power is, is associated with money, wealth, and being able to provide for the family. But if you can't do that because society has placed you in the projects or society has done, done certain things that make it extremely hard for you to get a job and you're not able to do that, you 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 feeling like you need to... To amass, well, you want to take the power away from everybody. I think women want to feel like men can be vulnerable. And when men can't be vulnerable, it's that nigga now that's like, yo, he got to be hard 24-7. He got to have mad aggression in his voice when that nigga know he ain't got no bass. Um, He got to dress a certain way. He got to get a certain type of job. He got to go to that certain type of corner store. He got to go to the club and make it rain because he can't have a real, real, real conversation with his woman because he's not secure within his own self. I feel like... You know what I mean? And that's that's just real nigga shit. I feel like society has trained our women, specifically our young black Mm -hmm. women, to believe that abusiveness... Mm -hmm is masculinity. And also training them to feel like they don't even need a man. Some some, some on the independent route, mm-hmm. but also on the on, just sticking with the, the form of, um, you know, this situation of submissiveness. Right, right. To, to think that 
taking abuse is being submissive, and that's not what it is. That's a fact. Because I think everybody should be submissive in their relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that that is a strong component of any relationship working. You mm -hmm. have to, whether it's a friendship or in a, a, a actual relationship mm -hmm. with a with a woman. Like for instance, Flo is our engineer. Facts. This is, my, this is my homie. He's my brother. Right. At the end of the day, sometimes when I do something on the track, I don't want to change it. I right. think the shit sound lit. Right. But he'll be like, nah, bro, I think it'll sound... We was just <laughs> talking about this. Yo, uh, nah, yo. bro, I think it might sound a little yo, better. Oh, my God. If you do it this way, I have to submit to that. I have Constructive to... criticism. You, you got to get that. And that's I why a lot of niggas... The, the main thing it's called, it's called compromise. Mm. That, which compromise. is a form of submissive. And, yeah, and niggas, niggas are afraid to be submissive. Because they, they might, they're gonna feel like if it makes them a pussy. A, a exactly. Bitch. We we put submissiveness or 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 the dumb shit. Yo, that's mad gay. Where the fuck that come from? Right. Because be, and and gay. What are we saying there? We're saying that that you're being a feminine. Yeah, you're being feminine, mm -hmm. and because you're being feminine, you pussy. And you're pussy. And because you're being submissive, Our because we up. we have submissiveness also attached to. Being feminine, but that's not the case. Submission should be across the board. Right. It should be feminine. It should be masculine because you go. There's gonna be them days where you're shorty. Yo, Tyrone, Tyrone, sit the fuck down, nigga. We trying to teach you something, nigga. You ain't gotta be hard right yeah. now. Where you going, Tyrone? Sit the fuck down, sit nigga. Sit the fuck down. Shit. <laughs> hard ass motherfucker. <laughs> but this this is the problem I think we have. And then you brought up a great point. Vulnerability. Yeah. Niggas are afraid to be vulnerable. Mm. I know. I know for a fact I am. Okay. And it's only for me. Is because I every time I try to be vulnerable with a shorty now that I've met, it's always been an issue. Cause these shorties, I don't know, they cutthroat. I don't know if I'm. Oh, I wish I could call names. Oh, <laughs> hey, I don't. <laughs> oh, I, and I know your name, but I'm gonna say bitch. <laughs> Damn, bitch. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> but but for me, like every, a lot of girls that I've come across. And I just chalk it up to like, damn, you've been damaging your past, mom. I'm sorry. You can't keep like, saying that. Th there's a fact. I think I think that's why I let a lot of shit go. Okay. Is because I feel like not that I have to make up for the niggas in their past, right? But I can understand their perspective mm -hmm. because I know how fucked up and foul niggas could be. But at the end of the day, I shouldn't have to deal with that bullshit. Exactly. I mean, it's just hard sometimes. Sometimes I got that Captain Save a Whole mentality sometimes. This is a fact. This J. A fact. Cole told you don't save don't her. Don't save him. She don't want to be saved. Damn, this is a fact. Um, <laughs> but being vulnerable, I think a lot of men have a problem with that as well. Because on one hand, we're all being told, like, uh, you have to be the backbone of the family or the foundation of the family. And the family leans on you. Your wife will lean on you. Your kids will right. lean on you. So you always got to be strong. But then where do we have the time to be weak? Because yin and yang exists. When if one exists, the other must right. also exist in order for there to be balance. Libra shit right there. Right. And fellas, being vulnerable does not mean because I know a few of y'all right now, Tyrone just put his motherfucking shirt back on after he ripped the first one. <laughs> I know some of y'all saying, damn. They saying some real shit, but yo, my nigga, like, so what you trying to say, Hove? Like, yo, being vulnerable mean I gotta cry? So what you saying, my nigga, like, being vulnerable mean I gotta, like, look my shorty in the eye and tell I love her? No, nigga, but I highly recommend to let out a good cry 
every once in a while. We're not saying cry every motherfucking day. We're not saying you got to look your shorty dead, dead square in her eye with the book about to come the fuck out the nostril, <laughs> the left one, because, you know, that shit run more no than the... baby boy right, shit. Right, We just saying, yo, be honest about your shit. If your shorty call you out on some shit that she feel like you've been hiding deep down inside, like some real dog shit, don't, you know, it don't necessarily mean you cheating or whatever. But, yo, babe, X, Y, and Z with your pops. You've been doing X, Y, and Z. Baby, can you honestly say you are going to visit him? I know you haven't had a real conversation with him in 10 years since he left the crib, but baby, your father's dying right now. You need to be the bigger person, mm. and you need to go to the hospital and visit him. He's on his dying bed. Facts. Be real about the shit, my nigga. That's all we saying, bro. We not saying you got to go out there and be a fuckboy to kind of get that shit off your chest. We not saying to go out there and make it rain in the club because you don't want to show how 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 hurt you are. Because you covering up. Facts, my nigga. This is Yo, what niggas do. Nigga, damn. Can I just say something? Yeah. I'm gonna tell, all I'm going to say is that a lot of times the issue is that can the mic pick you up? Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. It's deep flow, man. It's deep flow in the That nigga right pick here. up air. We don't even see that shit. <laughs> what so, up? All I'm going to say is that one of the main key things I think we as men don't do a lot with our women is that we just don't tell them how the fuck we really feel. Facts. Like, if you, you got to, sometimes you just got to let your lady know, like, look, it's been a long day. Facts. I just don't need the bullshit right now. Tiffany, what's up? <laughs> nah, my girl's my wife. I love you. I'm fucking with you. Not do this. But man. I really wasn't fucking with you. I do this. Not do this. But I will say that, and she knows this about it. Like, I, I'm the type of person, I, I'll keep it real. Like, yo, it's been a long day. Like, I've right. been through a lot today. How about we just take it slow? I listen, right. but I also want you to hear my problems. Right. Like a lot of times mm. we just sit back and listen, and to, we them. listen, listen. to them. Because we, we got this mentality where we, we got to be strong. Yeah, so a lot of times you don't go home and just tell your wife or tell your girl, like, yo, today was fucked up. Right. I had a hard day. Like Niggas is not gotta, doing that. Niggas I'm, I'm writing a poem right now, y'all. I'm, I'm rubbing my titties. <laughs> you also spiking on the mic. Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, this is some real <laughs> shit because you, as partners, you're partners. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let your partner know how to move. Mm. I may think that you are in a good mood, you're mm. great, everything is fine with you. You come home, you looking a little mm. different than you normally do. Right. And I'm like, what's wrong, babe? Nothing. I'm good. So now I'm like, okay, I might little try try to play with you a little bit, whatever. And I'm talking from a shorty's perspective. Yeah. Um, and now. You like, nah, I'm good. Like, like, what's up? Like, I'm you giving me attitude. Right. So I know something's wrong. And a shorty will give you that shit right back. Right. And then what's going to happen is now you are going to take all the shit that was bothering you mm-hmm. earlier and put it on her instead of just being real in the beginning and being like Flo said, which is fucking amazing advice. Like, yo, babe, I had a long day today. Right. Let me explain to you what happened. And I know maybe you want you have some things off your chest. Let's just talk about these things for a little bit. That's what being vulnerable is about, is, is letting people know who you are at the end of the day. Letting them know what bothers you, what doesn't, so that they know how to fucking move. Because if they don't know how to move, that's where we get into these situations where niggas is tight. And, and you, you start, you know, just getting disrespectful with one another. That's, that's what I see. And the last component to this, which <clears throat> is another thing that me mm. and my girl was talking about, 
How important is it to be vulnerable with your male friends? Mm, as and, a male. Right, as a male. And I think we were we, we were alone in to speaking on it on like a, you know, you know, to be just, you know, you know, blunt, you know, straight up, you know, no lighter, you know, Henny, preferably. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. No Patron. I don't want to die. Um, we were talking about the relationship that a straight man has with his straight friends, understanding that that line, quote unquote, can get blurry. And, you know, what's, you know, taking it too far? Like, for example, I tell a lot of my bros, all my bros in here know that, XAB, D-Flow, you know, Pooh, Kamar, you know, Major, you know what I mean? Everybody that I feel like is a brother to me, you know, whether you're older or whether you're younger, um, I always say I love you. A lot of dudes have a problem with saying that word and hearing that word, even though they know it's coming from a place that has nothing to do with being homosexual. Why is that? I agree. I think a lot of people, a lot of, this comes back to, like, this idea of, like, being vulnerable and being open about emotions being just something that's in a, a, a feminine trait. Mm -hmm. it, it's But how did it get there? Like, how does saying I love you to your bro or to your father or to y your blood brother turn into this, yo, why are you saying that shit for, son? You gay? Like, for example, before y'all got here, I was watching this uh this uh this Facebook clip and this cousin from North Carolina hasn't seen his little cousins in years. He hugged them, embraced them. He kissed one of his cousins on the forehead. You know what the mom said? Yo, chill, you taking it too far. What? He kissed his cousin on the forehead because he missed him. Right. I think that's that bullshit. I was like, yo, the Honestly, mom is insecure about some shit. I mean, I seen this meme the other day where it was a a, a father kissing his son on the lips, and the, the son was like no more than like four or five or something shit like that. And niggas was like, oh, that's that gay shit. And it's like, yo, my nigga, no. yo, that's your, that's his child, my nigga. Nigga, like, you saying that shit because indirectly, bro, you might like a little finger in your butthole. <laughs> you might like a little finger in your bunghole. Because like, I'm sorry, like, I don't feel like any man, whether they're gay or not, right. would kiss their child on some sex. Like, why are you putting sex into the situation? Right, right, that's right. the only thing that perverts that. Right. That's my son. Right. right. That's his fucking I blood. Him, right. I made that nigga. That nigga right. is literally right. a piece of me. Right. Right. Like, 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 like don't make like for like I listen, you go by your own customs, do whatever, but to always take some type of embrace or right. or some affection as it being nah, niggas can't be affectionate with one another. And even saying that, even for me that sounds a little weird saying, yo, be affectionate with one another. But at the end of the day, like is nothing wrong with hugging your brother. Sometimes your brother needs that. Sometimes another nigga is the only person that is going to understand fact. what the fuck you going through. That's a fact. Sometimes your shorty don't know because she not a nigga. That's a fact. And, and, and you can only talk to your nigga about it. That's honest truth. Like you, you have to be able to have these. This is what we call healthy relationships, my nigga. Mm. It's not gay. It's not effeminate. Right. It's not all this it has other to do with none of that shit. dumb shit that niggas like to say right. to mask up the fact that they don't know how to be vulnerable and open themselves up 
and allow somebody to heal a wound that they don't know how to heal themselves. That's really what Yo, it is. Yo, we are breaking it down for y'all brothers and sisters today. Hallelujah on the dad hats <laughs> and bow ties segment. We try to get your life together. Please, if we had a hotline, y'all niggas would be calling it right now. But we got a website and we got a Gmail. Dad hats and bow ties at gmail.com. Let us know how you feeling inside. If you want to hug us on the internet through a fucking uh, Facebook pound, nigga, we could get that set up in the inbox. Thank you. And I, I, if, you know, our silky voices got some of you shorties mm. wet, oh, yeah. please let us know. Wow. Just, you know, leave the comment under mm. the SoundCloud link, mm. soon to be mm. iTizzy. And oh. we're going we gonna to ah. talk about that a little bit. We, I don't want to ah. say nothing too soon. But, you know, you know, soon to be something else. Willow Smith. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Where your cell phone at? This nigga keep yelling it. This nigga keep... <laughs> Hey, where your fucking so? Yo, you don't have sound- this nigga laugh. <laughs> you don't have SoundCloud, nigga. Oh, fuck that. You can't listen to the podcast. Fuck you, nigga. The fuck? Come on, son. Anyway, uh, oh my god. Before we get out of here and start cooking and getting ready for tomorrow, um, let the people know what's going on tomorrow. Again. Yeah. So, 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 really quick. Um, XAB and myself are gonna be partnering up with a beautiful soul, a beautiful brother, which I'm man enough to say because I'm confident in my sexuality. I love women, but I also love this brother not in the womanly way. Shout out <laughs> to my man Joshua Walker from the good people at AMG. He has his annual spread love event. It's going down from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the afternoon, 957 Marcy Avenue. Bring clothes, Nigga, bring canned this, goods. This is coming out after that, so they can't bring. Shit. Oh shit! Well, listen, guys. It was a great event. I'm so glad it was so much people. It was amazing, bro. Oh my fucking god, Joshua Walker, I love you, bro. I think I kissed him on the forehead on some real shit. It's my brother. He's short enough that you could do that. Hey, he's fun size, and we short niggas. Get it? He's fun size. Yeah, look at y'all, gay motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, 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 I, I'm. Gay niggas probably wouldn't have offense to that. Actually, gay niggas actually love when I just said that. Damn. Okay, well. Shout out to the gay community. It's, it's yeah. the it's the niggas who are insecure with themselves. It's the dudes that's in the closet that's insecure about their shit. The dudes that like a little finger in their butt every now and again. Okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even going to say nothing. Because some came to mind, and I just, I just said I'm going to ignore it. Um, but, all right, so we said we was going to talk about Katrina a little bit. So I watched this documentary that was on Channel 13. Yo, Channel 13 be having some real shit, y'all. Don't Channel forget about that. Still come on? Channel 13 still come on, and they got some real shit. Oh, fuck, what Channel? Ain't they, Channel apparently this? Channel, yeah. Channel 13 got the logo with, like, half of the body cut off, right? It's like, the head. It's the, the head. head. It's the it's head. head but listen, they had some real shit talking about... Um, the name of the documentary was called Black America Since MLK. Um, I Still Rise. I think it's a four-part documentary or whatever. And this particular portion of it they were talking about Katrina. Mm. And I know this, you know, it's not the anniversary of Katrina right, right. now. Give them a background. Katrina was August 2007, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Bush was still in office. Almost 10 years. Uh, wow. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Um, shit, it might have been before that. I don't know. We got to look that up. But actually. It's 2005. Oh, right, yeah, I stand corrected. It was August 2005. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Yeah, some... Damn, crazy shit. But, um... So they were talking about Katrina, and they brought to light for me, mm-hmm. and that's why I want to share it with the rest of our audience, a lot of shit that I didn't know. Um, for instance... You missed. I didn't know that uh, a lot of the refugees, quote-unquote, from... Uh, from What part of New Orleans was that? Um, that was... 
Shit, we don't know. Shit, but wherever, wherever Lil Wayne is from. Yeah, yeah, yeah wherever but Lil Wayne is from. New Orleans, um, the refugees that were trying to go to the suburbs were pushed away by the cops and the people who lived in the suburban communities, which said, we don't want these people here because they're looters and robbers and this, that, and the third. But that was cover language for we don't want these niggas coming in our fucking oh, community. Oh, so it, was, so it was a bunch of white people. That was it was like, definitely a bunch of white oh, people doing shit. that. So basically, uh, how segregated uh, Louisiana is, yeah. is New Orleans was like here, and then the white suburban communities right right across the bridge. Okay. And they literally were not letting the black people come through. The cops were there with the people, the the residents, mm. with shotguns, and I believe a couple people got killed. Yeah, yeah, a uh, few. Uh, uh, so I was telling X earlier when we were talking about this. There's a few people um, that um, there was a bridge that a few people was trying to cross. I think it was called the Gadanza Bridge, and that bridge was uh, heavily damaged during um, the the horrible uh, um, natural disaster that took place um, in um, in New Orleans. And uh, there was a brother. And there was, so uh, it was two brothers. It was one brother, and uh, he was trying to assist his brother who was handicapped, and they ended up shooting him, kind of similar to the situation that happened in the Bronx that X was talking about earlier. And um, a lot of people lost their lives trying to cross over that bridge because that bridge would have, quote-unquote, led them to more safety. That bridge would have kind of got them away from, you know, the fucking dead bodies floating around in the water, um, all of the stores that was uh, messed up uh, during the looting and the riots, which a lot of that happened in the nighttime, and I think that's like and a, let's let's get this yeah, right. It's yeah. not looting and rioting. Them niggas was trying to survive. Let's oh, okay. let's get this right. Because well, I'm saying what the news said. That's exactly, because the, the news got it out there like niggas was just out there being savages. But niggas was still in TVs, bro. What the fuck you gonna do with the TV? Listen, listen. I don't know about the TVs, but the shit that I saw, niggas was stealing food and clothes. Well, I saw TVs too. Mm. Niggas was trying to put put that shit in the water. <laughs> dumb niggas just they was fucked up they oh, okay. you know I don't know it might have been some mental illness with that shit so I don't know cause you you in a fucking a flood bro you don't what the fuck you gonna do with some TVs but anyway I, a lot of mo, the majority of people were looting stores for food and clothing okay. because that I get they, it yeah yeah, they, yeah. yeah you don't even need to explain that so um, the media though kept portraying it as if these niggas was just out here being savages trying to just you know take advantage of a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Listen, the reason why niggas loot and, and take advantage of riots, mm -hmm. looting during riots, is because they could flip that shit immediately. You ain't flipping no TV, bro. Like, Definitely you're not. not going nowhere with that. So, um, yeah. All I'm saying is, is that moving forward with natural disasters, wasn't wasn't FEMA to, to, to be blamed for this? Just like how FEMA was to be blamed for what happened with uh, Hurricane Irene and Far Rockaway? You mean Sandy? Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. Sandy, mm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, FEMA was a scapegoat. Mm. FEMA been fucking up, man. FEMA, and it's crazy. We leave a government-funded agency to help us when there's a natural disaster. Yo, we need to always have a contingency plan in our back pockets to police and make sure our communities are good. We need to really, really, really do our research and go back because I feel like before we had all of these things happening where we had certain agencies and, and certain companies that were set in place to help out with a natural disaster, we were policing and, make sure, and making sure that when our communities had natural disasters happening, people was there to make sure that 
uh, recovery was there on site, you know? Horrible to see people standing on their fucking rooftops and their whole house is underwater. Like, that shit is really polarizing. We gotta stop relying on government and we gotta That's start getting back to the ways of communities taking care of themselves. And, you know, whether, I mean, whether it's community watch or us just really just caring about one another, we at this point in, in, in life where we don't care about one another, where we're more willing to pull out a fucking phone for Worldstar than we are to help somebody out when we see some crazy shit happening. I mean, damn, do both, my nigga. Run up on a nigga with the phone and help them out instead of just world star and laughing and, like, someone getting lined or someone getting fucked up. Like, yeah, I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. Part of me want to laugh sometimes, too, mm-hmm. especially if that nigga deserved the shit. Mm-hmm. But the other half of me is, like, I can't watch a fellow human being being fucked up or jumped or... Right in front you of know, you. And, and not say or do anything. You gonna pull out a cell phone? Like, I can't do it, bro. I'm, I don't think I'll ever pull out my cell phone for watching somebody fight. Like, that shit, that shit is corny to me. But, like, you know, we gotta get back to the times where we actually gave a fuck about somebody else's life other than our homeboys or our shorty or our family. Like, just the fact... Just valuing human life again. Where does that leave us? Where does well, that leave us? Yeah, as a, as a race, as a nation, as a human first, then I would say as a race, then I would say as a nation. Where does that leave us? I think that leaves us with some decision-making, honestly. We got to make it on all those levels. We have to start making hard decisions about and really start to look at what the mm-hmm. fuck we are doing. Um and stop believing into this post-racial America bullshit, mm. um, which I think we're going to have to save that for another time because yeah, we, we already hitting an hour 30. Oh, so uh, It was juicy, y'all, so yeah. y'all had to get it. Y'all, y'all had to get y'all the wetness. Got, y'all, got, y'all got some shit. I mean, it's a special edition anyway, right? right. So why not get a, a little extra time? But um, fuck it. You know what it leaves us with? What? That tough knot. And what would Dad say? Oh, man. Well, listen, guys. Uh... The tough knot, I feel like, in this, you know, entire situation from when we started with, you know, talking about, you know, Big Sean, you know, and, you know, we went down to Young M.A., all these issues that we're talking about, like everything, even the little, you know, uh, icebreaker, who do you call, it's emotional. Because when you got people cooking your food, that's emotional, bro. If you're putting that foot in that shit. Right, you know what I mean? If you keep, I hate that fucking right. thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because motherfuckers be putting their foot in their elbow and shit, and you don't know if their elbows and foots is clean. Eating food is emotional, baby. Just like when X is going to, you know, Top Man, he's trying to get that fucking bomber jacket and shit, that fucking baby blue pink shit that look like fuchsia shit. Yo, he he's emotional about that. Why? Because he wouldn't be the only nigga rocking that. That and if shit he, make me feel good. Right, it make him feel like a bubble gum. <laughs> See what I did there? You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is we have to um, understand that there are a lot of things that are pending. We got a lot of pending issues that we just got to come, you know, out of the closet and just be totally honest with it. No, that was not a sub to the homosexual community. I'm just saying I got a lot of skeletons in y'all closet that y'all need to address. Y'all need to address the elephant in the room and you need to wear a condom because you know if you would have did that, your life would have been much better. But hey, that's neither here nor there. The tough knot is at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, be real with yourself and have a real honest conversation with yourself before you start blabbering about it to everybody else. Be real with yourself. 
So what would dad say? Um, it's the holidays, and I want to really put this message out here as me and D are about to go tomorrow and uh, really be in the community and do nice. some things for the community. Um, like, like we say all the time, we fuck around, but we also about our businesses is entertainment and it's about being in the community. Yeah. Essentially is what dad hats and bow ties is in general, but that's really our lives. Like that's what we do um, on a day-to-day basis. We are helping people. Um, and so what I want to say, what would dad say? Dad would say the more you grow, the more your perspective on the holidays changes. I know for me, the more I've been getting older, as I, when I was a kid, I used to just look at the holidays and I would, I would think, I would believe all the commercials, the mystic of the commercials in terms of everyone is happy around this time, everyone has food on the table, everyone is going to get presents during Christmas. And as I started to become an adult, I'm starting to realize more of the pressures that the holidays put on families. This is actually probably one of the most stressful times for most families because you got a lot of people out there who are struggling to fit this perfect picture of festive, lovely, liveliness, but they really simply can't. You got a lot of people who are who don't have money right now to even buy groceries to put a big old turkey on the table. They may not have family members. They may be on the corner like we spoke about earlier. They may have a mental illness and the family don't want to fuck with them because Ray Ray is always acting crazy. So we not even going to tell them we having Thanksgiving dinner. So now Ray Ray is home alone on Thanksgiving. This is a time where a lot of pressure is put on people. So it's not as happy and joyous as we are led to believe. And listen... I want everybody to have fun during Thanksgiving. Well, this is post-Thanksgiving, so I hope everybody had fun during Thanksgiving. But understand that during this holiday season, there are a lot of people out there who are trying to fit that and trying to be festive at the cost of their pride, at the cost of their money, and at the cost of their health. And so as much as we can, let's make sure that we push ourselves to make this a happy time for everyone. Let's make sure that we are being positive and we are spreading love. Shout out to Josh. You nice, know, nice little nice plug. Nice little plug. Nice little so, plug. But, yo, I taught this light skin motherfucker everything he know, Nigga, shut up. I, I hey. But this is a fact. I want us to make sure that we are being positive and we are really embodying what these holidays mean. And fuck all of that. Listen, all that. I understand the, the, the history. I don't want to say fuck the history mm-hmm. because... The history is there, but we also got to be real to what Thanksgiving was and is. Thanksgiving was the first time that two people who were warring came together um, on this continent to do some positive shit. Now, yes, there was a whole bunch of other shit that happened where, you know, an entire race is almost extinct now and shit like that. And all of that needs to be spoken about, too. But let's not fuck up Thanksgiving and the meaning of what that actually represented where two people came together and they, sh- they shed love and they spread love where the Indians were, were willingly helping the white man at the time. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what we need to do. We need to willingly help one another. Even if we aren't brother or kin to them, we need to be human to them. So that's what Dad would say. This has been another episode of Dad Has Some Bow I think it's the realest one yet, bro. This was the realest episode like let me tell you how real it is because x got a fake dad hat on 
And he said that, he said, yo, this is a dad hat. I'm like, no, it's not a fucking dad hat. It's just a hat. Nigga, this is a dad hat, my nigga. That's a hat. Um, so, <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening to our fuckery and our education. And D Flow actually spoke the most. Uh, out of all the episodes, he spoke the most. We're gonna have D Flow on the mic one of these days. It's gonna be it's gonna be the three of us talking bullshit. But we also got some guests coming up. Um, we're not gonna name nobody. Um, you'll see them when you see them. Um, and yeah, look out for that. I think maybe the next episode or the episode after that, we'll have a special guest come on. We well, we're gonna again, guys. You know, I'm really working with my brother XAB to stop using the word special guest in his vocabulary because another person on fucking radio keep using that nigga, shit. It's not patent, nigga. You it's say- all good. You could, but you should not. You should not. He's a little mentally unstable in that department. We gonna fix that shit right up. All right. We out. <laughs> Peace.